Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's Bustin' Balls. I'm Pat Caputo along with the webmaster, uh, Evan Jenkins. And uh, the Tigers spring training has begun. And a lot of talk about the Tigers and just where their farm system is. It wasn't highly rated at all this offseason. There's a lot of doom and gloom uh, surrounding the Tigers after what was a, basically a systemic meltdown last year. Uh, and there was a lot of enthusiasm going into the season. And it didn't just include uh, the major league club and its fading, but also uh, the perception of the Tigers minor league system. Uh, Evan, one of the things that was kind of obvious is, hey, you know, Spencer Torkelson uh, didn't live up to that number one rating as a top prospect in baseball. And Riley Green did to a degree after he came back from an unfortunate injury. Uh, but there's still some questions about him. He was ranked uh, as high as uh, Torkelson. So the uh, uh, cause and effect here is that now uh, the perception of the minor league system is it's probably a little underrated because people are somewhat skeptical and the top prospects that they've had the last few years uh, that got the Tigers so highly rated to begin with uh, Casey Mize, uh, Tarek Skubal, Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green, Matt Manning, uh, they've all made their major league debuts and they've graduated as they call it from that. Uh, in my view though, I don't, I don't think the system's as bad as it's being rated. I think a couple of their prospects are underrated. And uh, I think uh, the Tigers, uh, the key is getting those players that we mentioned that are already at the major league level, either healthy or right, and also uh, continuing to try to feed their system. So that's how I feel about it. And, you know, if you were to ask me if uh, they have no player development system that's not going to develop and Scott Harris is in trouble because he inherited such a terrible player development system, I'm not so sure. But I think the changes that they've made, uh, adding a lot more personnel, uh, both at the major league and minor league level, and kind of moving into a little bit more of a modern time that is actually going to be able to be implemented will pay off. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting times right now. I mean, seeing all these uh, players going. It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, no, let me ask you this, honestly, yeah. because, you, you, you know, it seems to me like it's at a low ebb. Uh, for the Tigers right now. I think it was so disastrous last summer in so many ways, and the expectations were risen, that uh, right now there's not any excitement about their farm system at all. Or, you know, even the major league club, people are, you know, asking me all the time, you know, and I look at it more analytically than you would uh, emotionally. Are you ex actually excited about this? 
as a baseball fan, yes, just to have baseball back to see the progression of Green, Torkelson, um, Scooble doesn't look like we'll see Mize right away. But to see that progression, I am super excited. But you're right from a fan perspective, from what I see on social media day in and day out and phone calls and this and that at 97.1 is it's not where it was last year. Last year, everybody was all no hyped up because of how they finished their season. And you couldn't have gone dressed much different than we did this past year, how they ended. So the hype isn't there for the majority of fans, but I'm just pumped because baseball is back. Better weather. Well, yeah. So my experience with it is if I, you know, come on the air, I don't even set up a baseball topic and I'll get baseball calls Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm the quote unquote baseball guy. Right. And uh, I always take the calls, and there's a, a huge core of Tiger fans. The Tigers are very, very popular, you know, even if they're not doing well. But it's not like where it's like the everyday buzz about them or excitement, quote-unquote excitement. And uh, what I've learned about it, and, and, you know, as long as I've been doing this, uh, especially with the baseball stuff, is last year, you know, I bought into they were doing pretty well and they were going to be pretty good. And when they got to the point where they either had to move up or, the, you know, it wasn't going to work for them, they took a drastic drop and then they had to make the changes that they made, starting with Alabila being fired. And uh, it wasn't just the major league level. There were a lot of disappointments at the minor league level. So what I'm going to try to do here today is sort it out and give people an idea of where these guys are and what I think. Now, first of all, uh, I think the Tigers' top prospect is Job, the pitcher. Uh, he was taken third overall, and he has caused no buzz for Tiger fans. This isn't Spencer Torkelson or Riley Green. Uh, you never hear Jackson Job's name mentioned, you know, in, in, when I'd have phone calls or anything. Uh, again, it goes back to oh, – and plus, there were a couple players that were taken after him that were shortstops. Uh, Jordan Lawler by Texas and uh, 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 Marcello Mayer by the Red Sox that did very well. And the Tigers need a shortstop and people wanted those two guys at the time. Conversely, uh, even though Jackson Job has done very well and has a a very good upside, it's kind of diminished what his uh, level is as a prospect. I mean, Baseball America had one Tiger guy in the top 100. This is a knock on Baseball America. I worked there for a long time. I was the Detroit guy for a couple decades. Had cover stories that I wrote there, so and I love those folks. But the bottom line about it is he's better than that, all right? And he had a pretty good first year. People just really didn't tune into actually what was going on. His games were not uh, minor league television because of they were in Lakeland, so there were only a couple starts. But the picture that I saw in those last couple games at West Michigan was a really good prospect. I mean, a top prospect. He's throwing 97 miles an hour. He's obviously got a high spin uh, a slider. He's young and he's athletic. He got through 100 and some innings last year, I believe it was. Uh, they, they, they took him, you know, slowly. And uh, he, he's doing fine. So because of this other part of everything going on, all of a sudden he's been pushed down. But he is still a very, very good prospect. And in my opinion, he's the Tigers' top prospect. And uh, so you got that. And then uh, Wilmer Flores, uh, who was uh, taken 
he wasn't drafted. It was in the five round draft. And his brother actually is a Wilmer Flores who plays uh, shortstop in the major leagues. It's kind of a couple of William Wilmer Flores. They have another Foreman. brother named that too. Yeah. 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 It's like George Foreman and George Foreman yeah. and George Foreman. <laughs> Uh, so I, I don't know what that's all. He looks really different than his brother too. It's, it's really, uh, but this guy, he's got great command. He was signed for $20,000 or less. That's all you could sign players for. And, uh, he's somebody that's going to pitch in the major leagues perhaps as soon as this year. Uh, he's got every part of his arsenal, including the poise. So the pitching thing is going pretty well. Tide Madden, who was drafted out of Texas. They changed his uh, uh, delivery point. He was straight over the top, but they want that sailing fastball now, the one that stays on a straight line because hitters are using the launch angle swing. Uh, he went to three quarters. He did very well doing that. He's got a good slider. And I, I project him long-term as a possible bullpen piece, but he's going to help him. So the pitching thing is going pretty well with a number of their different pitchers that they have down there. And, you know, the Bo Briskies and some of those that you saw last year, you know, uh, and they have augmented the pitching staff with a couple veterans, Boyd and Lorenzen. Uh, you're going to see perhaps some development with pitching and the Tigers could have some. But people are, they want to know where the position players are because the Tigers didn't hit at all last year. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. They just didn't hit. They're swinging at pitches three feet outside. The veteran guys that they signed, like Baez. Uh, Tucker Barnett got a two-year contract with the Cubs. I, I know. I saw wow. it. You know, it was kind of amazing to me, even though it's like at $3 million a year, the uh, cut. Uh, those guys are all disappointing. But uh, and I don't know what's going to happen with Green, and I don't know what's going to happen with Torkelson. Green, I, I, I think, is going to hit 25 home runs or you know something along those lines. Uh, because I think he's a very good player. He's at the uh, top of every uh, element that you have uh, when it comes down to hitting and fielding. He's uh, in the, the great category on the measurements. Uh, you can find this on Baseball Savant if you want to look. For exit velocity, maximum exit velocity, top uh, percent, uh, in the top half and foot speed, uh, it, it jump rate in the top uh, 18%. You know, that's uh, getting a jump in the outfield. You, you saw those catches that he made last year. Everything except for contact rate. He's in the bottom 10% last year, 337 at-bats. So he has to make more consistent contact. That's, that's it. And uh, if he does that, I think you'll see his power numbers come up. He came up last year and showed this extraordinary patience at the plate where he'd take the first pitch for a ball and he'd get ahead in the count. And his on-base percentage got a lot of notice. Uh, but in major leagues, everything scouted, and they just started hammering him with strikes on first pitch strikes. And then he went down a little bit and then made some adjustment. But he definitely has more power than he showed last year on a consistent basis. And I expect that to uh, come up this year. I have no idea on Torkelson. People ask me, and say, you, you were the one who predicted that he would struggle. I didn't think he'd struggle like that. And I, and I didn't think he'd get that many at-bats in the major leagues and, and by osmosis wouldn't hit more home runs. I, I knew he was going to struggle with the fastball because I've never seen him hit a, you know, 94-mile-an-hour-plus fastball for a home run and uh, attract all his at-bats uh, in, in the minor leagues uh, that year that he played and hit all those home runs. They were all on pitches that were uh, sub-velocity pitches. But he, at minimum, he should be hitting mistakes. 
and he's got to get lift on the ball. And it seems to me, and I know one of the reports is that he's using a lot lighter bat in spring training, but I, Evan, to me, he's got to at some point uh, learn to uh, guess a little bit. You can't wait for the pitch at the major league level. It comes down the tunnel a little bit later when you can recognize it. Uh, you have to uh, guess a little bit. You can't just be waiting for it and then adjust. Uh, he has to at some point, you know, is it a fastball? Is it a curveball? And he can't, you know, I know it's, uh, it's the opposite of green. You know, there's a little bit better contact rate and walks and things like that. But the bottom line about him with this is he has to at some point figure out when a pitch is coming, identify the pitch either before or you know, quickly, and then react. You can't wait for the ball to pass the plate. So, and obviously he's not somebody who's uh, like one of these, there's like maybe 10 people in the world that uh, can hit a 98, 99 or fastball without guessing and uh, still react to it. You know, that, that isn't there. So that's the adjustment I think he has to make. So we'll see. I mean, he's a very talented athlete. He actually runs faster than Riley Green. So, and both those players, and it's going to be interesting with Badu they're still a developmental player, uh, how they're going to use them with uh, stealing. Are they going to take their better athletes and have them start to run more uh, with the new rule changes? Sure. Now, what about guys that will be playing at AA or AAA that we could see here shorter amount of time than others? Well, uh, look, I hope I'm wrong. All right. I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, dismiss a player out of, out of, out of, out of line. It's just my observation right now. And certainly a lot of these players down through the years have, uh, you know, shown me wrong and I'm happy when that happens. All right. Uh, so right now I look at Jace Young, who they took first last year. I wouldn't have done that. All right. A college hitter without a lot of tools who doesn't present much defensively. Uh, he didn't hit with power uh, once he got him up to uh, the minor leagues. Uh, he looks just okay to me uh, for where they took him in the draft, 12th overall. I think it was 12th overall. To me, the, there wasn't what they should have done. They should have gone for somebody with some more tools. There were some high school shortstops, some other players uh, that they could have taken there. Uh, it was the very conservative pick, and it, it seemed to be indicative of where the organization was at that time after this meltdown uh, that they had. So I, I'm not looking for him to uh, come up and tear it up, all right, which you would expect for one of the top college hitters in his second year of professional baseball to possibly uh, be on the cusp. Uh, and when it comes down to position players, a lot of talk about Colt Keith. Looks like he's uh, dropped a few LBs uh, because he got too big last year. When you're starting to rock around at 250 pounds, <laughs> that's a bit much. That's a big and, kid. Right, and uh, – Look, it, it, we're, we're in a, a verbal thing here right now in this podcast, but uh, the bottom line, I got a little bit of puffy face and everything, so I'm not making fun of it. But when you get the puffy face along with it, that means there might be some overweight. Uh, but he does have power. He does have tools. Uh, I think he's at some point, if he works, he's going to be a pretty good third baseman. And to me, he's the mo most intriguing prospect that they have down there. Uh, I wasn't impressed with what the – Graham, Peyton Graham did last year, their second pick uh, from Oklahoma, who was on a premier college team. Uh, but he's fast. 
So if he's able to get on base uh, and then with the new rules, you might see him take a step forward this year. And, uh, you know, I think the thing uh, with uh, some of their younger prospects, uh, Pacheco, uh, Segura, uh, players that we've talked a lot here, uh, they're still pretty far away. So I'm not, you know, and a lot of people would say, what about Ryan Kreidler? Well, he's going to get a shot. If he performs, uh, he is uh, going to get a shot at third base. There's no question about that. But the issue is, how will he perform? And while he did have some moments as a hitter uh, in the minor leagues, one of the uh, red flags about him is is his splits because he doesn't hit right-handers nearly as well as left-handers. So there's a lot of question marks there. Uh, the one player that I think is going to be intriguing uh, is uh, Parker Meadows, uh, Austin Meadows' brother. Uh, he has tools, Evan. He, he's very fast. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the uh, uh, the uh, Doppler radar shows on him running uh, when those uh, numbers come up. But the Tigers know that. He goes first to third extraordinarily fast. And he's become a pretty good outfielder. You know, he can chase the ball. Uh, for a long time there, he was like a – like a, like a pony being born, you know, he had big, long legs and long swing and, you know, big body and everything, but it started to get compacted into being able to uh, use that surge, you know, to hit the ball, chase the ball, run on the bases last year, started to make more consistent contact. And uh, if he were a college player and he were 23 years old, I think that's what he is. People would have a completely different view of him than, Hey, I remember when he came out, he got a lot of hype. He's Austin Meadows' brother, and uh, you know, he just hasn't been that good. Well, right now, he, he's showing signs of being pretty good. He's, he's underrated, I think. And I think he could contribute to the Tigers this year, and perhaps, you know, if, the, if, if things work right, perhaps significantly. So he would be the player that I would look uh, to help the Tigers the most this year uh, from that kind of group of players and uh, the developmental guys. I think that uh, the the better prospects are the Seguras, uh, the Santanas, these younger players, Pacheco that we talked about, who are still uh, very much in a developmental stage. And Colt Keith would be the other one that I would look to to maybe uh, project uh, to the Tigers as a position player. Kerry Carpenter will likely be their DH most of the time. I don't think they're going to play Miggy that much, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, you kind of split at bats with him, but he's a left-handed hitter. So Miggy will probably get a lot of shots against the uh, uh, the uh, left-handed pitchers in that uh, particular position. And uh, I think they're going to want to give him a good look. And it, it's, it's kind of a crowded outfield, you know, uh, for him to actually get out there in the outfield. But he had a lot of home runs last year, a lot. Yep. And he hit home runs at the major league level. You know, he had a lot more – he had more home runs than uh, – uh, uh, Riley Green did, and a lot fewer at bats at the major league level. And, and Torkelson, he only had a couple less than him, and, and he had a lot of major league at bats as well. And he hit all those home bombs. He's got he's got some power. And the one thing I like about Carpenter is he can hit a fastball. He can he can hit a fastball. So that's uh, one of the you know and he and he takes it the other way. He's got a nice stroke. It's short, and uh, you know he gets the barrel there, and he gets it there with uh, some velocity on it. And that that sh- takes the ball a long way when he gets some lift on it. So I, I like him, uh, but we've already seen him in the major leagues, uh, you know, for a considerable time, but we'll see how uh, that goes. And, uh, you know, catching wise, it's a big year for Dylan Dingler. 
yeah. who, uh, you know, was taken in the second round of that 2022 draft, the catcher from Ohio State. Uh, he's a definitely a good athlete. He got derailed. He was on a great pace. He got derailed by some injury, and he hasn't been the same from that injury, even though he's fully recovered from it. Um, he has to uh, start to hit better, you know, just hit better, you know, because I think the defensive aspect of the game will uh, – will come to him a little bit. But it'll, it, it, look, if he, he has a good year this year, you might see him. And uh, these players, when they're young like that, uh, you know, sometimes the light bulb goes off. You never know exactly when it is because baseball is a game that they learn how to play. And uh, that's why you have minor leagues and such extent, extensive stints in the minor leagues. So, Awesome. Well, I mean, is that pretty much everybody? The other person that I hear, you mentioned Santana a little bit, is uh, Roberto Campos. That's another guy. I think the Tigers, that's the most they've ever spent on an international prospect. Is that a guy that is uh, still a few years away? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's a few years away. Uh, he, he signed at 16. He's got real good tools, uh, you know, on those different things. But, you know, he's, a, he's still raw. So he's a player that you're not going to see in the major leagues for a while. Uh, and, you know, some of these players, yeah, he's got potential. He has potential. Uh, Segura has potential. Uh, you know, Wilkin Ramirez, he has a, a, a back issue or something, but he, all of a sudden he hit a bunch of home runs last year at 24. So, but these younger guys, uh, they're still like, they'll be the guys we'll be talking about at Erie or West Michigan this year, uh, not in any context of the major leagues. And so they're they're pretty far away as far as I'm concerned. The other player, I didn't mention him, but he's definitely in the mix uh, for this year, Evan, is uh, uh, Justin Henry Malloy, who they got in the deal. Uh, oh, that's from Atlanta. right. You know, he's and, – and, you know, people say, well, what, what, what is he like? Is he really good? They got him for Joey Menez and all that. Uh, the one thing I really like about him is he's got a quick bat. You know, he, he – you know, but is he going to spray the ball around? Uh, he's had pretty good plate discipline in the minor leagues. And what position is he going to play? You know, because I, I, what I see right now, and I've, I've checked him out quite a bit this offseason, and it's hard to tell because you go into these games, it's hard to find the defensive plays. You know, I don't have like a – like the Tigers would have a cut-up of him all defensively sure. or whatever. So I got to search for it for a long time. But he doesn't look like an electric defender. Okay. All right. Uh, looks like, you know, and, uh, not, he's a guy that has to hit, I think. And I don't know, he's a third baseman, outfielder, whatever. But the one thing, they got a lot of guys that can play multiple positions and they have to figure out, you know, how to piece those guys together. You know, you can't have a whole team of utility guys, although that helps the versatility, but you, you can't be all that, but he's definitely, uh, somebody is, I think he's going to start at Toledo. And it'll be tracked, and he does have potential. And I thought it was real good value back uh, in the Joe Jimenez trade to, to get him uh, because he was blocked in Atlanta. wasn't going to play. They, they projected him as a third baseman, and you know they signed Riley for long term, so uh, that's where he he stands on it. So, but a lot of these players uh, that they have in position is, is very iffy, and it's it's a huge year uh, for a number of them. You know, and people talk about some, hey, you know what, this guy's uh, kind of off on the thing. Uh, we haven't, uh, you know, seen too much of it. and They're younger and all that. I'm just looking at a list of players that I get asked a lot about. Uh, 
uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Oh, I, I did want to say this. I, I, I do, this is a player to keep your eye on. Because sometimes in baseball it works this way. And that's Andre uh, Lipschitz. I believe I pronounced his name properly, the kid from Tennessee. Okay. His brother plays in Tennessee as well. He had a real good year last year. And he was a real good college player. He played shortstop in college. And uh, when they drafted him, you know, it was a little bit of a struggle in pro baseball. Uh, but he's one of those guys who's kind of persevered through things and just keeps getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And uh, there's a land of opportunity for him. Evan, it's my prediction that he will be the spring training phenom because he'll get a bunch of hits and he'll be going, wow, who's this Lipschitz guy? <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, you know, people, you know, call, hey, what about him? You know, and I think that'll be the spring training phenom because he'll get some at-bats in the major league. They put him on the roster in the, in the exhibition games. He's not well-known, but he actually is a, a – I would say he's a fringe prospect, but – a lot of times, Evan, guys like that become real good players. And he was a very good college player. And uh, he does have some some ability, both at, at bat and in the field. I, I like him somewhat. But, again, it's always hard to identify what a guy's going to do when he gets into the, the big level. You know, is he a 4A guy? Uh, is he somebody that when he gets into the, the big show, is he going to adjust to – how much better, faster, you know, just the, the quality of play in the major leagues is off the charts compared to uh, even AAA, which is high level of baseball, but not like that. Right. And then I think uh, this weekend we get the first taste of Tiger baseball on the radio. So that's exciting, too. Yeah. Oh, another pitcher to look for, too. I mean, uh, you know, it's Reese Olsen. I mean, he has a chance to pitch in the major leagues this year. He's got real good command. Uh, another player that they got in a trade that, you know, people are like, well, what was that? But he's somebody that could show up. So, yeah, we get it. Uh, it's always one of my favorite things, uh, especially from Lakeland. There's a unique sound when Dan does the game and the ball hits there, and you know, all those different things. So, uh, and, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's very exciting I'm for the baseball folks uh, that it's going to be the start of the baseball season. And, there's a lot of baseball folks like you and me out there. That's the one thing I got to say. As much as I love the NFL and you know all these sports, but you know, you know uh, baseball is a big deal. And it's a big deal here. Uh, 97 won the ticket where we work because we carry the games. And uh, the Tigers, uh, a lot of people listen. And I know that because I come on after the games and uh, talk to you all about it. So I, I always get a lot of calls after the Tiger games, win or lose. So uh, looking forward to the start of the season. Hey, don't forget to download our podcast. The Apple iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Odyssey.com. You got the King of KC yep. on Twitter. He, he posts up there, Evan Jenkins. And you got Pat Caputo98 on Twitter. And, of course, we're on uh, Facebook, the, the station, and we got our Facebook accounts and everything. We post those up there. I yes, uh, appreciate you all listening. It's all about draft prospects in the future on this. Uh, I write columns, you know, about the, the club. We put this in there. Uh, don't forget to check out my columns on 97.1, the tickets, website, and whatever. And check out all that Will Birchfield does for us. He does a terrific job covering everything, uh, including the Tigers. Till next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 